0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Happy New Year and welcome to the Diz Unplugged roundtable discussion for January 7th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Corey and Julie Martin are on maternity leave, and God only knows when they'll be back. Uh, in this week's show, Teresa Eccles has her latest kid, Kids Club review. Uh, she'll tell us about the Musketeer Club over at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Kevin Close has his review of Cinderella's Royal Table Character Breakfast at the Magic Kingdom. And our special correspondent David Parfit has his segment on "Give Kids the World" village. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, happy New Year, everyone! Welcome to the show. Um, sorry that uh, we did not—we uh, we were not able to do a, a show last week. We had wanted to, but uh, I was sick as a dog. And uh, did not want to get these guys. I'm actually still just just finally getting over it. but uh, I know John is I think John's starting to come down with it.
1: Several of us are not feeling well.
0: I'm calling him typhoid magi.
1: really.
2: <laughs> Max is feeling fine.
0: Yeah, nothing. Yeah. he just barks for no. He's been doing this all like, like crazy lately. He's barking for no reason. He just starts barking at the door for no reason. I have no idea why he's doing it. Who knows? He sees dead people. He sees dead people. people. Um,
3: Maybe it's not the living he sees. But uh, as, I, as
0: I mentioned uh, at, uh, in the introduction, Corey and Julie uh, did have their baby on uh, January 5th at 10.55 p.m. Uh, Ferris Patrick Martin came into the world, 6 pounds, 11 ounces, and uh, I know Corey's probably going to be on leave for about three or four weeks. He told me Julie's going to be on leave for at least three months uh, while they get used to being new parents. So I know you're going to jo- uh, all of you join us in congratulating them on having the baby.
1: Kevin was just telling me Chinese women go back to work in 15 minutes. <laughs> Why
2: did she get three months off? People used to squat in the field and have a baby and then go back to plucking turnips or whatever they did. Really. No. I'll call her up and get her in here. <laughs> Tell her we need our turnips. Hey, guys,
4: plucked. you guys have a baby. I'm going <laughs> back.
2: <laughs> Do we You that? figure out how to... There's that man who does it. The fact that he has... Oh, the, he's creepy, never though. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. We'll there just go. let that go.
0: Yeah, really. Let's not talk about the guy who has babies. Um, Now, in uh, housekeeping this week, I just want to remind everyone that we are uh, taking... Applications for Disneyland correspondence for our show. If you live near Disneyland or if you visit the park on a regular basis and would be willing to call in updates to the show or have us call you for an on-air interview, we would like to hear from you. All you need to do is just leave us a voicemail, toll-free in the United States, 877-310-9662. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience at Disneyland, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, this is a voicemail that is not going to be played on the show, just for us to kind of hear how you sound and get an idea of what your knowledge of Disneyland is. Uh, this is not a paid position, but uh, we do nice things for the people who help us out. And uh, I'll just kind of leave it at that. You can, If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that uh, generosity is not a problem uh, for us. So, you know, we'll do something nice for you if you help us out with Disneyland. we just like to get more of a Disneyland flavor on the show. There's a lot that goes on out there. It's, you know, so, certainly a place that I love. As a matter of fact, it's looking real likely that I'm going to be out there in the next few weeks. I I, I will I will look for any excuse I can find. <laughs> any excuse I can find to go to Disneyland.
3: He loves Disneyland. I do.
0: Well, you you like it too. Oh, I love
3: it. Yeah, I have a great time every time. It
0: makes it sound like it's me like I drag you out there.
3: Well, no, no, it's just I know you you truly truly love Disneyland.
0: I yes. do.
5: This is a good time to go too, because it's not too busy out there.
0: Yeah,
3: well, I mean, a
5: season for
0: it. Yeah, it is a good. It is a good time of year. Yeah,
3: it wasn't terrible when we went for uh, food and wine. Not busy wise, it wasn't too terrible.
0: Yeah, it d- during the week, during you know, from, oh, right, from, right. from the week it was Monday, Tuesday, weekend, right. and Wednesday. It was good, and then Thursday started getting busy. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you might as well just stay in your hotel, because trying to get anywhere in that park was just. Crazy, and I'm one of these people that I'm not good with crowds to
3: begin with. So, well, even the hotel was crowded, even trying to get around the hotel was
0: yeah, a big local, big influx of locals. The locals really enjoy going to Disneyland, it's very different than here. Um, you know, it doesn't have the same kind of local support here in Orlando that they have out in California. It's uh, it's interesting, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. So, if you're interested in being a Disneyland correspondent, For us, like I said, just give us a call Leave us a voicemail, 877-310-9662 We have gotten some uh, voicemails in already And uh, we're looking for two or three people to do this And uh, if you're interested, leave us a voicemail Probably going to announce our picks in the next couple of weeks Mid to late January
2: I have a housekeeping, too Go ahead So far we have a restaurant review So far we have a winner (laughs) (laughs) By default, if you send in the only one? Uh-huh. If you're the only entry, you get to go. Uh, if you want to enter the restaurant review contest, you have until January 31st. That's and it. Well, right just
0: re- remind people what this is.
2: It's dinner with John and I. We go do a restaurant review. We be nice to you. And that's it.
1: <laughs> you can send us an email with a restaurant review that you've done. It doesn't have to be a Disney-owned
2: restaurant. It doesn't have to be at Walt Disney World. And I ask that you be creative. You don't have to do a restaurant review that I do. Some of the ones that were done the last time who won were really, really creative, and that's what gets your attention. Yeah. And to the one person who entered, so far, yours was great. <laughs> you can either email that
0: to... So far, you're in the lead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can email that to podcast at wdwinfo.com or if you want to record one, you can record one and send that in as well.
0: Yep. There's uh, instructions on the show notes page, podcast. how to record your own uh, segment for the show.
2: Please list uh, it as a restaurant review.
0: and uh, Or or you can, again, call into the toll-free voicemail line, 877-310-9662.
2: Actually, that's going to be harder, because I have to review them, and then pass them along to you to pick a winner. So they either have to play something I can play at home, or something written. If they call in and do a restaurant review on the line... Well, you we can still hear those. I just have no way to go back and reread that.
1: Well, I mean, Pete can still send it to you, and you can listen to it over and Sorry, over and over again. That would be fine. I'll put it on the CD for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just write the review.
0: So, anything else for housekeeping?
1: Yes, I have something.
0: Okay, John.
1: I'm very excited. Yes, we received snacks.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. We got boxes.
1: We got a really nice box of stuff, and I'm going to let you guys handle it because it's. You kind
0: want of, to hand me the box of my stuff? Where was that?
2: It's kind of crinkly. The first box is a box of C's candies, and it comes from Danielle and Paula Groger. And I'm trying to open the card without it. It plays music. It's one of those musical cards. I'm going to play it for you. It says, thank you for the great party from Danielle and Paula Groger. Thank you, Danielle and Paula. It thank looks you. really good.
1: Yeah. After New Year's, we all trying to lose weight and not eat candy.
0: Well, yeah, I gotta lay. O- I, I just found out I'm diabetic, so I'm supposed to lay off the sugar. Yes, yeah, so are we? Although I've, it's been a it's been a losing battle so far. I,
4: I volunteer volunteered to throw myself on this little thing of chocolates here, <laughs> save yeah, yeah, it. Are you all from. Oh, you're gonna do that for the Therese's team? Take wow. I'll, take it, I'll <laughs> take it. for the team.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what i to put
2: me for. Probably should open this before we started, huh? He has a box from somebody. That's
0: Someone the- sent a box to me. Been sealed like it's military.
2: Okay. It's a thumb. It's a thumb.
5: <laughs> <Someone's hand. laughs>
2: Someone sent you packing peanuts.
3: Yay!
0: Yeah, there's me packing peanuts all over the floor in a second.
4: What is it?
0: The pickle people. It's
4: <laughs>
0: it's hide-and-seek Pete. It's a pickle ornament.
1: Because we did that whole Certain that
0: Pennsylvania feature. Germans enjoy the holiday tradition of hiding a pickle on their decorated tree on Christmas Eve. The first order of business on Christmas morning is to assemble all their children around the tree so that they may hunt for the well-hidden pickle. The child who finds the pickle receives something special.
1: Therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Over the years... The reward has been a piece of hard candy fruit, a specially wrapped present, or the privilege of opening his or her presents first. It's cute. It's a pickle that actually has, like, you know, tree branches I've coming out of it like so that. that you could uh, hide it. That's very cute. Oh,
4: it has a face. That's a special pickle person. Ooh. Pickle Pete, isn't it? We hid real pickles under our trees. Now,
0: year. for for Did those you? who wonder why somebody would send me a tree pickle, <laughs> um, tree pickle. there was a whole. Uh, a whole controversy last year about whether or not the the they they sell these at germ in Germany at, at the German Pavilion in Epcot the uh, the pickles the pickle ornaments and there's much controversy as to whether or not it's an actually an actual tradition.
4: It looks like you, Pete. Look at look, It looks like you. Teresa's just a little
2: greener, huh? <laughs> Teresa's family hides real pickles. If I can get the hide corned beef, I'm going over there for
3: Christmas.
0: <laughs> this, is, uh, this comes to us from Lois and Greg Syrek. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Parrothead Lois on the board. She writes, Hi, Pete. After the pickle discussion on the podcast, we could not resist. We found hide and seek Pete at Chris, uh, Chris, K- Chris Kindle Mart in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There is an entire family of pickles. If it gets a laugh, its job is done. Merry Christmas, and uh, we are looking forward to the cruise. And uh, please wish the rest of the crew a Merry Christmas. So got to me a little late, Lois. Send wow. uh, a John
4: pickle. Is there a John pickle?
1: <laughs> that, was, that would be a Gherkin. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't think of something funny, pickle to say.
2: I'm not helping you here. <laughs>
4: It's Just, cute. I like it. That very is cute.
0: Nice. That's very cute. Thank you very much for that, Lois. That's very nice.
2: When we go home, you can play hide the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> this one has stuff sticking out of it. <laughs> I wouldn't hide that anyway. <laughs> it's a tickle pickle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my. First show of the year. <laughs> what did that take? That took 12 minutes. <laughs> took 12 minutes in.
4: It's a big pickle, too. <laughs>
2: I'm just going to (laughs) stop.
0: Yeah, really. There's just this... Nothing good can come from this.
2: It's not going to get any better.
0: Oh, my. All right. Anything else in housekeeping? All right. Then we're going to go ahead and start with the news. The first story this week. Kadia Juist, a housekeeper at Disney's Pop Century Resort, claims that she was badly beaten by a co-worker while cleaning a room at the hotel last week. The woman, recently released from three days in the hospital, is also claiming that Disney threatened to fire her if she didn't show up for work. Another Disney cast member, 26-year-old Hassan Tashpulatov, was arrested in connection with the attack and has been suspended pending the outcome of the case. Juiced claims that Tashpulatov beat her, tried to choke her and climb on top of her, but she was able to fight him off and run for help. Disney told WFTV News in Orlando that there was a language barrier in communicating with Juiced, who she spoke to reporters via an interpreter and that they would do everything they could to help her through this ordeal. Sorry to sound cynical with the first news story of the year, but the only reason I think Disney is saying that they're going to help her through this ordeal is because they were talking to a reporter and they had a camera stuck in their face at the time. Um, I think it's terrible that uh, this woman gets beaten. Her boss knew she was beaten because they took her to the hospital from from the hotel i mean they knew something happened to her and told her the next day if you don't show up for work you're uh, you're fired but uh
1: i don't want to minimize this at all but i don't i hope people don't walk away from this thinking that a cast member might attack them at disney other things you're hearing that are coming out now is that these two knew each other and there was some kind of relationship there. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to think that randomly someone's going to attack them. Of course, you want to be safe. You always want to be aware. Yeah, this
0: doesn't this doesn't happen at right. Disney very very often right. at all. I mean, in, the, in all the times that you know we've done the news, I can count on one hand with fingers left over the number of stories about cast members committing violence against anybody, let alone guests.
1: Right. I don't think people have to worry about a random. I don't even think
0: I don't people. think we've ever heard. I don't, I don't recall a story where a cast member committed violence against a
1: guest.
2: Well, Pluto hit that little boy
0: well no he didn't
2: i know but, but that was the story right
0: but he didn't so um you know i don't think there's been any uh anything like that but um just glad she's all right i'm glad she was able to get away from him and uh you know if he's guilty i hope the pig rots in jail where he belongs happy new year <laughs> <laughs> Uh, second news story. Several media outlets reported that a Muslim family, I love this story, was removed from an AirTran flight on New Year's Day after other passengers became concerned about comments that some of the family members made when they boarded the plane. The family was tra- traveling from Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C., to Orlando for a religious conference. Past- some of the passengers overheard some members of the family discussing where the safest seats were on the plane were, and for some absurd reason, this was enough to not only remove the family from the plane, but to deny them boarding again on a later flight, even after the FBI had cleared them. AirTran has apologized to the family and offered to reimburse them the cost of their fare, plus the cost of the fare they paid on another airline so they could actually get to Orlando, um, and uh, again, it's important to note that this offer was made only after this story broke in the news. Um,
1: this is strictly racial profiling. It is what
0: is, this is—it's beyond racial profiling. It, it, it just it, it, it goes to that base fear that Muslim
3: equals terrorist.
1: Right. They were on the news quite a bit. I don't know yeah, if you've one, seen
3: them. That one went national. Yeah.
1: They were very—they wore very traditional garb. They had the men had very traditional facial hair. So. It was very. It was all based on racial profiling. These people are going to do something bad because of how they look and what their nationality is. It's horrible.
0: It is, and it's it's you know shame on the passengers who blew the whistle on these guys, and shame on Airtran. I mean, just this is ridiculous. And
1: some common sense. I mean, there's little kids. They were traveling with little kids, and the, the parents were concerned about who was going to sit in a safer seat. You know, it's just.
2: But we're a nation that's run by fear. We have a safety level. We're at level orange. We are now. because mean, we're a nation run by fear. We've all, you know, nine eleven did this to us, and I apologize. I'm not suggesting this family had, you know, is did anything wrong. But this is a nation that's still gripped by fear as far as air airline travel is concerned. You know, we felt. And big I have to,
0: well, this, I think this crosses the line from fear into racism.
2: I agree. I agree, but I have to tell you, if you're on an airplane with me, I don't care what color you are or what you're wearing. I look at all of you as if you might be doing something wrong. You know, <laughs> he's judged you already. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I I, I get onto an air. I mean, if if I see something that's obvious and clearly would be clearly considered a threat, that might be different. But you know, I get onto an airline. and I'm pretty much worried about you know mm-hmm. making sure that I'm in my seat and I'm buckled in, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I, I just. I couldn't imagine looking at a Muslim family coming onto a plane and just automatically assuming, oh, they must be terrorists.
1: I, I as, as weird as this sounds, is I'm victim of this quite a bit. I'm almost always pull out of, pulled out of line for extra security checks, and I'm positive it's because of my last name. I think my last name has an uh, exotic look to it when you see it on paper, and then when they see me, they go. This guy can't hurt anybody. Blonde hair, blue eyes. He can't really, you know, walk. He can't <laughs> <hardly> <laughs> anybody.
2: I'm lucky to get him in the seat. It's funny, when we go on an airplane, John is always the one that's pulled out of line. And
1: for the extra security check, really, they swab you down.
4: Wow.
2: We did that one time. It's only happened, yeah, well,
0: that you was because...
4: John down one time? What?
5: <laughs> no, no what
0: it happened to us was because we changed our flight and had a one-way one ticket way- going from L.A. back to Orlando. Right. And if you have uh. a one-way ticket...
5: Yeah, you get pulled.
0: You're, you're more likely to get uh, get did, flagged. The swab. And you know yeah. what? Gunpowder. I got to tell you. You know, at any time you want to pull me out of yeah. line, yeah. whatever, knock yourself out. That's never fine. complain about whatever it. Whatever you, like need, whatever to you need to do. To I don't make, care.
2: Swab them all.
0: Right. Swab, swab everybody. Whatever you need to do to ensure the plane is safe. Fine. You need to go through my stuff. Fine. You I'll need go to- through
3: the little room that you can see me. I was just going to say. Oh, actually, okay. now,
1: this, this brings up a good point. Now, what do you think about that room? Now that they can see through your clothes, I think it's cool.
0: Um, do you mind? No, I don't. Not for security. No, no, not for security. Not, and as long as the, as long as the, there's there are nothing, some
3: safeguards, it's, they stick to that.
0: As long as there is nothing, uh, nothing nefarious being done. With the images, as long as it's not, you know, these images don't end up going getting online um, or it starts being used for something other than security. But I think that whatever makes it easier and safer for the traveling public, uh, whatever it makes it more convenient, it cuts down on the lines that improves the boarding process, uh, that improves the security process. I, I, Short of physical cavity searches of every passenger, I think whatever they come up with, we should be cool with. Oh, but see, okay. I want to know, I want to know when I get on that plane. You know, I, I, I just, what I do wish is I wish they would start looking at the cargo going on the plane mm. as carefully as they look at the passengers. That is something that bothers me is that they have not yet tightened up that security around the cargo even though we know this is a big gaping hole in the security procedures and they've gotten a little bit better but still you know fine you want to x-ray and you know see through my clothes whatever fine make sure you're doing the same thing the luggage
2: you're concerned about my shampoo (laughs) you know
5: but if you spend any time in an airport which i used to do quite often you can see all kind of things that need to be tightened up that they need to look at those too that i could I think some of the TSA and some of the flight attendants get a little power hungry that if you even just look at them crooked, they want to get you off the plane. And I don't yeah. think – I mean, I can understand being concerned for people's safety, but sometimes they overreact and they need to look at some things. One time I was in an airport, I, I could have you know, told you all kind of things that they need to tighten up. So yeah. I don't feel that we're, we're safer than we used to be, but we still have a long way to go to, to be safe
0: true i mean i I don't think you'll ever be able to do anything that will 100 percent mitigate all threats but i think there are some common sense adjustments that can be made to the process but uh, you know whatever i'm not a security expert i have to rely on the government the tsa to come up with procedures and ideas that you know they keep us safe and as long as I'm relatively, as long as I feel relatively certain, that's what they're doing. Um, I'm okay with whatever they come up with. I think you know, don't give them a hard time. When you get pulled out of line, I know it's an inconvenience. It just stuns me. The number of people I hear about that complain and give these guys a hard time—they're they're, they're doing it, their job,
3: indignant, and it's like they're doing it for security, mm-hmm. for safety. So just do what they ask, and you'll be done in no time. Exactly. If you act stupid, you may be there a while.
0: You know? And you deserve to be there for a while if you act stupid. But, well, I just, you know, I hope AirTran learned a lesson. But I don't know. I've never liked AirTran to begin with. But it was ValueJet. It was ValueJet before it was AirTran. I'll never forget that. When, they went, when that. when that plane went down in the Everglades because right. they weren't paying attention to their cargo. Um, but that's another story. All right, that is going to do it for the news this week. Uh, weather update for the week uh, coming up. If you are visiting Orlando in the next week, you can expect very sunny weather. Uh, except today, apparently, it's been raining all day. Uh, weather it will be in the uh, with highs in the mid to upper seventies, lows dropping down into the fifties at night. So you want to bring a light jacket with you. Uh, there is no rain in the forecast right now. So if you are planning to come to uh, Orlando this week, you're going to have great weather.
5: It's beautiful out.
0: It really is. So,
5: I've got a tree blooming in my front yard, which re- reminds me why I moved here. Who has blooming trees in January?
1: I know, right? Our bushes are starting to bloom.
4: Yep. I have one growing in the living room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your Christmas tree is my sprouting. Christmas tree is sprouting. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go First.
2: I will. Okay.
0: Don't all jump at once. Default,
2: I Julie's not here. We yeah, don't right. know what to do. Uh, just recently, I found out that we have a Crocs outlet in Orlando at the Premium Outlets, and I recently got regular price Crocs, buy one get one at fifty percent off. And if you wear certain sizes or are willing to wear certain colors, we also bought Crocs, uh, one pair for five dollars and a second pair for two fifty. So if you are a Croc wearing family.
4: Was it a weird color?
2: Uh, the ones I got I got a pair of red ones for 5 bucks and mm-hmm. my dad got a pair of like a dark cranberry for 250. And these were in my size and I wear big ones. Wow. Um I have an aunt who went and she got now she was looking for women's colors but she got a pink and a melon pair for uh $5 and 250, so. Oh, you that's have kids a deal.
4: kids Crocs too? Mhm. Yeah. Wow. And
2: they're buy one get one at 50% off and I think that's pretty good savings.
0: I've never understood the appeal of Crocs.
2: It's comfort. It's just comfort. They are comfy. They really? really are. And what happens is people try them on and they say they're ugly. They're not comfortable at first. It takes you a day or two to get used to them. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, my gosh, I've worn these all day and I don't. there's no problem. They don't make your feet sweat. I'm not doing a commercial for Crocs. I've been wearing them for a couple of years now. Uh, most of the time, it's the only thing I wear. And I love them. So, anytime I can get a bargain on them. And what outlet is that in? The premium outlet, right near Little Lake Bryan, just outside off Disney property.
0: In Lake Buena Vista.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're going to pay twenty, they're usually twenty nine dollars a pair. And if you can get one for twenty nine and one for $14, 50, it's a good price. Cool. Great.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Johnny.
1: Uh, I want to mention the uh, military discounts. That Disney has released some really good military discounts out there, forty percent off all uh, room only for travel January fourth through December twenty third two thousand nine, pretty much all year. It's going to be based on availability. There's going to be blackout dates. Of course, the holidays and the busier times are not going to be available. Um, good for active, retired, reservists. Anybody with a military ID. This particular res- this particular discount, you can do a room only. You can add the quick-serve dining or the basic dining plan, but you can't add tickets. However, Disney is also doing something really great, this special ticket offer they have for military personnel. They can obtain a one-day, comp- They can. I'm sorry, they can obtain a one complimentary five-day Disney Armed Forces salute ticket. It's the base ticket with the park hopping option and the water parks and more feature. Um... Uh, you can't get the no expiration option on this. In addition, they can purchase additional ones of the same five-day ticket for $99 each. So this is a really good deal for uh, military folks. I'm glad to see Disney stepping up with that. And At the
0: ri- I, again, I, I I just have to say this. I think it's great that they're doing it. In my opinion, though, it should have been done the minute we... De- we, we we went into a, a war zone in Afghanistan.
1: It should be an ongoing thing. It should be whether or not, or at war, it should be whether or not, because people who serve in our armed forces
0: But especially especially, especially in wartime. Right. Especially right. in wartime. And I'm not just criticizing Disney on this because none of them have done it. Universal, SeaWorld, none of them have really gone out of their way. Uh, when When their numbers are low, when traffic is low, they tap into military families as an afterthought, it seems to me. And again, I'm not just picking on Disney here. This is across the board. I think that for the kind of sacrifices being made right now by our military and the families, I mean, you know, it's it's absolutely huge sacrifice being made by the people in the military, but I can't imagine what it's like for the wives and husbands that are back here with somebody over there. And, you know, having to live with that and and not, you know, for a little it's a matter of weeks. It's a matter of years in some cases
4: and the kids
0: and the kids kids. and, you know, I I think this is something I'm very glad to see Disney doing. This is far more aggressive than we see anybody else doing. I think it's great. I give them my my hats off to them for doing it. I would just like to see it. I think it should be, as you said, a regular thing.
1: Um, ongoing, it's, permanent Because it's,
0: like, it's not like in the military you're making, uh, right. you know, you, you're not making big bucks. And, yeah, they do have Shades of Green, uh, which is a, a, great, a beautiful resort and very affordable uh, in terms of uh, uh, what military families pay. And, you know, I like the way Shades of Green is set up in that the lower your rank is in the military, the less you pay. Uh, the higher your rank, the more you pay. For those who are not familiar with Shades of Green, that's a actual Disney hotel on property right near the Magic Kingdom. It's actually right across from the Grand Floridian uh, that is leased by the uh, uh, by the U.S. military and is available only to military members and their families uh, to stay on property, and, uh, and and that's great. But I think this is uh, high time high time they did this.
5: And I don't know, I might have missed it, but they can't get the tickets like with their package. They have to get them at the theme parks or or wherever they buy their military tickets. So it's not like they can call up Disney and say, add these to my package. Right.
1: That is correct. In related news, uh, Bush Entertainment Corp., which is Anheuser-Busch, which has parks here in Orlando, they're extending their Here's to the Heroes promotion, and this is offering free admission to most of their parks for members of the military and their families. Uh, The program provides admission to SeaWorld and Busch Garden Parks, Sesame Place in Pennsylvania, Adventure Island in Tampa, and Water Country in Williamsburg, Virginia. The program does not include Discovery Cove or SeaWorld's new water park, Aquatica. That kind of struck me as weird. I can understand understand Discovery Cove, but why exclude Aquatica?
0: Because it's a new park and it's probably doing well. This is exactly what I'm saying, is that they will when their numbers are down and they need to fill their parks, they need to fill their hotels, they, they'll, they'll roll this out to military families as an afterthought. Um, and, you know, again, not really meaning to sound cynical, but I am. Uh, that's exactly what they're doing. It's They need the business and they can tap into the military market by doing something like this. But, uh, you know, I, I think it just should be something that is especially especially during wartime especially with the number of people that we have deployed right now uh, I think military members and their families deserve this kind of consideration across the board uh, regardless of how well or how how poorly uh, the business model for the theme parks is doing at the time so
1: just What's interesting about the Disney offer is that, like I said, it's for most of the year, January 4th to December 18th, 2009. So I think that speaks volumes to what they're projecting the rest of the year to be. Yeah. Because usually we see these things for three months at a time, and then they decide if they're going to renew it or not. They must think that the rest of this year is going to be slow.
0: Oh, yeah. I think they've written off most yeah. of the year. and I think you're going to see, um, you know, it, depending on how uh, on how well the seven, seven days for the price of four promotion goes uh, through this month, if, uh, if it goes well and they're still projecting problems later on in the year, you may see this extended or you may see it resurface again later on. But I don't think we've seen the last discount out of Disney when this one's over. Um, but no, this is a good, uh, like I said, you know, kudos to Disney for being the one company going above and beyond uh, in terms of what they're offering. This is a really good, between the resort deal and the ticket deal, I think is a is a great is a great package and a great thing to offer to military families. Now uh, now let's see you keep it in place for a while. So good. Thank you very much for that, John. Alright, for me I just want to remind everybody that Universal Orlando is offering five nights for the price of three if you book between now and January thirty first at any on site Universal Resort and select off site partner hotels. Uh, You'll stay five nights for the price of three, including length of stay tickets to both uh, Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure. Uh, Prices are starting as low as $38 per day per person. And uh, you can book those through Dreams Unlimited Travel. We'll have a link to that on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. You'll find links to this and everything else we discuss on the show. And uh, this is a good – this is a great offer.
1: What, do you know what the dates are for the promotion, for the, the
0: travel uh, dates? Yeah, you have to travel before Jan, uh, June 29th. Um, you have to book by the 31st of this month and travel before the 29th of uh, June. Wow. So, yeah, it's a pretty good uh, pretty good clip there you, any time during the first half of the year. And, again, you know, I, I, I just can't say enough about the on-site hotels at Universal. They, they're run by Lowe's, and Lowe's runs a good hotel. They run a good hotel. It's a beautiful, especially Portofino. I love the Portofino, and uh, the only my only complaint about the Portofino is just that the the cost of eating at that hotel is just prohibitive. I mean, really expensive.
1: You had asked us to do a little research at one point and try to find uh, something off outside of the Universal property where people can go and eat cheap. And I have to tell you, there's very slim pickings out there. Yeah. Um, There are the chain restaurants. There's Perkins and all those type of things. But there was nothing unique
2: or different that we could find. The closest thing was Stonewood Tavern in the Dr. Phillips area. Mm -hmm. And that's That's off the back of Universal property. It's a five-minute ride, but it's the best we found.
1: But it's not like you can just go somewhere and find some place that's, you know, like that gem. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well.
5: Oh, I was always happy with Bubba Gump's. People like
1: Bubba Gump's. It's a... um, Barbecue
5: place, right? No, oh, no, so f- it's
1: oh, like a seafood. little bit of everything. Yeah, that's a place that's on in City, City, City Walk. Walk yeah. yeah, oh, we hated that.
0: Yeah, you weren't, you didn't give that a good review.
5: Well, I've done those in cities all around the the country and always enjoyed it.
1: Try the one here, okay? Well, let's see if you like it or not. <laughs> well, we didn't have a good experience there, so
0: that's mine, Kathy. What do you have?
5: Okay, I just recently learned um, since I'm the the queen of Caribbean Beach. That I learned that they have a um, magical moment to open their pool every morning. It's a pirate-themed pool, and I didn't know that they ever did anything with that. But apparently in the morning they have um, a pirate come out, and they have some of the kids, and they give them swords, and they sort of fight around the pool deck and have like a you know
0: pirate. Crack their head open on the side of the pool.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see all these kids with uh, swords. But anyway, they chase the pirate around, and there's this one part that like went down steps and – I guess that's the room they now call the dungeon. But eventually, the little kids get the pirate into the dungeon, and that's how they open the pool in the morning.
6: And oh, the kids cool. that that's
5: participate get a little magical moment certificate. So, if you're there, pool opens at 10, so probably about quarter to 10, I would go by the pool and see if you can take chase part in the, the pirate, pirate fight.
4: Yeah. That's nice. I might do that. Chase a pirate, right? Yeah. You have to be a kid.
5: I don't know. I was thinking about going over, too. <laughs> They're not all
2: Johnny and Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: Sorry.
0: Teresa's going to chase him for a date. <laughs> Lock him up in the dungeon. Do what
4: I have to do. <laughs> you ready for me?
0: I'm all set, Kevin. Okay.
4: In. 2009 food and wine dates have been announced. They are September 25th to November 9th. Details to arrive later.
1: This is big news. This is very early
0: to get Incri- I, 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 I was thinking the exact same thing when I saw it. We had po- had it posted on the site that they are releasing the dates for the Food and Wine Festival this early in the year. You know, it just kind of goes back to what you were saying before. It speaks volumes about where they think their problems are going to be, that they're expecting to have issues through the year. They know food and wine is a huge draw. They wanted to get these rates, uh, these dates out early because, you know, right now we're in the you know January and February. Uh, In the travel industry is known as the wave. A lot of people uh, book their reservations, their vacations for the year uh, during these months. So they're trying to get this information out in hopes that they can put some business on the books in the fall uh, now. You think a
5: lot of people are – I mean, I know a lot of people come, but how many people are going to wait to see – what company or uh, what countries are coming and some of the details? I don't think the details matter. I don't, okay. the
1: details I don't think the so. details matter. It's yeah, always such
0: get, a great event. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, the
1: details will get you more excited and, and you'll look forward to coming more. But I don't think someone being there or not being there is a the reason to book.
5: Well, that's true because when I lived in Pennsylvania, when we knew when food and wine was, we would always schedule a trip down. Yeah. So,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I, it is a big draw. I mean, food and wine festival is a big draw. There are a lot of people who do that who plan their trip around the Food and Wine Festival date. So September 25th through November 9th, it's a nice, uh, nice clip.
3: We're and that's in, what, even about,
5: longer.
0: It's about six weeks there, yeah.
5: But, I mean, didn't it always start like the middle of October?
0: No, no. Was I think the past few September? years at least they've okay. been starting it in September, yeah. it's been the, the window for it's been getting wider and wider as the years have gone on because it's become so
2: popular.
5: It seems like you go from uh, Flower and Garden And then it's like in no time, it's now food and wine. And then
2: Mickey's very Merry Christmas party.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you get into like the candlelight processional uh, period as well. I mean, these are, you know, these are are staple events. I mean, especially for those of us who live here in Orlando, um, these are yearly staple events, you know, the, uh, the flower and garden festival, the food and wine candlelight processional, um, just really, you know, it's, it's stuff that we, I know I look forward to it every year. And, uh, You know these are some of the things that Disney does so brilliantly, Um, especially Flower and Garden. God, I mean, you want to talk about just walking around a a public place, going, "Wow, this is beautiful." I mean, they really do an amazing job. I haven't done that yet. Oh, you'll love it. it. Enjoy it. You know, that's right. Teresa's still in her first year of living. uh, uh, Six
4: months uh, months yesterday. Dangerous,
0: right?
1: She's in her year of living dangerously. Is that what you were going (laughs) to (laughs) say?
0: What did you think of? What did you think of spending Christmas in Orlando?
4: It was different. It took us a while to get used to it. We were alone, just our family. So it was it was nice, though. I like the snow over at uh, Hollywood Studios. That kind of got me in the mood. But I like it. Did you I'll miss
5: stay. snow? Did you miss cold?
4: Or, yes and yes. But, you know, it's a whole new world. Oh, now see. Love it. I
5: love being able to sit, like, in a hot tub on Christmas Day and not have to worry about driving through
4: snow to get to somebody's house. No, I house, had so. uh, styrofoam peanuts all over my living room. We were shoveling.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and no, a pickle I it in, it in, your it. And pickles in your
4: tray. And pickles.
2: Root pickles. We're going to have to come to your house. Yeah, really.
4: It's tradition. Cool.
0: Well, thank you, Teresa. Walter.
3: No more free beer samples at Bush Garden Theme Parks. The free beer samples at Anheuser-Busch Theme Parks finally ran dry after the brewer decided to end the program. The move impacts all the company's theme parks and all three Sea World locations. The brewer said it plans to build restaurants and other food-related venues, which have a broader appeal to children and families. People who like beer and the hospitality of the facilities will be disappointed. This free beer was something that was had a fairly narrow appeal. We're looking for something that has a broader appeal," says the vice president of An- Anheuser Busch. Give out free beers. money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the brewer was purchased by uh, InBev over the summer And I guess they want to quit giving away beer So they're not doing that anymore It's
1: bunk well,
0: It's, this bunk. Is, it's um, a
1: cost-saving measure
3: it's People love this It is, it is a
0: it's cost-saving measure It's always busy measure.
3: when you go I don't know what that, time the, they The
0: hospitality go. For those who are not familiar with SeaWorld uh, uh, SeaWorld has a uh, hospitality center Where they gave you know complimentary beer tastings and I mean, they gave you a decent size yeah, you got glass of beer. I mean, it was you know, and uh, you know, you're only supposed to have one per person, but you'd always see people getting back in line. And uh, you know, it was definitely one of the one of the perks of uh, you know going to Sea World. And uh, the company was bought by Anheuser Busch was bought by Belgian based Inbev, Belgian-based InBev uh, back uh, back over the summer. And uh, we know for a fact that Inbev. Because this was a $50 billion acquisition, I think, uh, that InBev paid for Anheuser-Busch. And one of the things they're going to be doing, we know for a fact, in order to pay for that, is they're going to sell off the entertainment division. The question is when they're going to sell it and who they're going to sell it to. Um, So obviously they're not planning on selling it right away. If they're doing cost-cutting measures like this. Otherwise, I think so they So to save
3: would- money, let's just stop giving away beer. Yeah,
0: basically. And
1: it's stupid about that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. stupid about that is there was a um, a food venue back there that was always busy. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Always, always busy. In my
2: opinion, it was always the best food in the park it
1: also. It was very good food. They were sandwiches. Yeah. Um, so,
3: yeah, you gave away beer, but you also sold a lot of sandwiches. So, so it really did have wide appeal. Yeah. It wasn't just for beer drinkers.
1: Before we move on. Kevin has a story I prompted him for. Okay. I know we're running late, but...
2: To we me. had dinner with Mommy Seratops and her husband, Kim and AJ, and they told us a story that I felt you all had to hear. Apparently, I don't know if Bob told this on the podcast or if Bob told them personally at one of the points where he met. However, he told them that if they wanted their son to be picked at the Star Wars Jedi Academy, that he should show up about 30 minutes before the show... And wear a bright orange t shirt. He mentioned this on the show. Okay, well, they went several days trying to get one of their sons picked for the Star Wars Jedi Academy. And the last day that they could do it, they decided, let's go with what Bob said. They put him in a screaming orange t shirt and got there an hour, an hour early. They said he was the first child picked.
7: <laughs> so I
2: don't, everybody in the audience at this Jedi Training Academy is going to be wearing a bright orange t shirt. <laughs> However, I'm told that if your child is wearing something brightly colored, is there a little bit early, so he's up front, he or she is up front, and is a little bit animated, they have a much better chance of being picked.
1: They said he was standing right next to another little boy who was just as rambunctious as he was and just as excited, and he got picked over the other little boy. So
2: So I don't know if it's the bright orange T-shirt. I don't know if this is now going to clue Disney to pick bright blue T-shirts, but I'm told that if you want your son or daughter to be part of the Jedi Academy,
1: Right orange I just think it's funny that Bob came up with it yeah, and it they, worked like clockwork.
0: And just for clarification, the Jedi Training Academy is something that goes on out in front of the Star Tours attraction at Disney Hollywood Studios, and it's really cute. The kids, you know, get lightsaber fighting training, and I don't uh, remember. The, the, and they have a march in the when when they do the parades too. Mm-hmm. They have the kids, the the kids march in the parade. And,
2: I and don't know if this is Corbin or Caleb, but one of them got to be a Jedi Knight. That's
0: great. That's great. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for Rapid Fire. We're going to move on. Uh, Now, we were going to play this uh, in the show, but because of uh, time considerations, I'm actually just going to make this a separate download um, as part of the feed. Um, Our special correspondent, uh, David Parfit, when he was down here for Mouse Fest, uh, got a chance to go over to Give Kids the World Village, and he interviewed Susie Story, one of the volunteers who, helps, uh, work, who, who works at the village and helps uh, take care of it. And uh, she gave him a tour, a complete tour, of him and his daughters, uh, gave him a complete tour of the village, explained everything to them. This is a terrific, terrific interview that he did. If you want to know about Give Kids the World, you really need to listen. I really encourage everybody to listen to this. And I mention it because we are in the process of doing a fundraiser right now for Give Kids the World where selling uh, Diz Unplugged podcast T-shirts, for $24.99, right, um, plus shipping and handling. And 100% of what we collect, uh, 100% of that $25 goes to Give Kids the World. We're not uh, – Dreams Unlimited Travel has uh, underwritten the cost of the T-shirts. And uh, so 100% of that money is going to Give Kids the World. Our goal is to raise $10,000, for this very worthwhile organization. If you're not familiar with it, really and truly you need to listen to David's uh, David's uh, report. Um, basically what it is is this is a village that was created for children with life-threatening illnesses that want to come to Disney World. Um, yeah, when organizations like Make-A-Wish uh, grant a wish to go to Disney World, more than likely this is where they're going to send them. and. Not only do they have lodging accommodations, uh, very nice lodging accommodations for the kids and their families, but, I mean, there's a movie theater and an ice cream parlor, and I mean, and it's, it's this stuff is, is a miniature golf course, and all this stuff is, is donated by Disney and SeaWorld and Universal and all these major corporate contributors that have built these things over the years. Uh, this started out as uh, a gentleman by the name of Henry Lanworth, who was the uh, general, uh, the owner of Holiday Inn Main Gate East, over in Kissimmee, and uh, he had gotten a request from a mother of a, of a sick child to donate a room, and he did, and this just got him thinking, and he started like donating more and more rooms, and he started getting other hotels involved, and over time, it just gave him the idea, you know what? Uh, let me. I would really love to build an entire village. And so over the years, I forgot how many years it's been in existence, but it's been there quite a while, um, this incredible place has, has been built up. And when I tell you these people are doing God's work, it, it just is, is tremendous. Can't say enough about them. It's a nonprofit organization. They, they just do amazing, amazing things. Disney um, Disney's generosity with this organization is legendary you know for as much as i will criticize disney this is one area where you really got to tip your hat to them because this is where they do go above and beyond and they don't have to this is not something they're doing just for public relations there's actually i mean there's a real corporate commitment to working with this with with give kids the world they send characters over there they send cast members over there to volunteer they provide all sorts of resources um, it's just really and truly it's, it's it's very special I really encourage you to take the time to listen to David's report like I said it's uh it's been downloaded if you're uh, if you're listening to us through iTunes it's already been downloaded to your iPod uh, if not it's available to stream on our website podcast.wwfo.com you can also download it from that location if you're listening on a different type of mp3 player or just want to listen to it. However, um, I, I really encourage you to listen to it, but more importantly, I encourage you to please, please go ahead and purchase one of our shirts uh, as part of our fundraiser for Give Kids the World. Ask your friends and family members to purchase a shirt. I don't care if they never wear it. Um, that $25 is going to a very worthwhile organization, and it's my goal to make sure that we sell uh, that we give that we donate ten thousand dollars to give kids the world and again none of that money comes to us there's no administrative fees taken out of that no no nothing 100 percent of what we collect is going to uh going to give kids the world do we have a tally
1: we're about twenty five hundred dollars already excellent that we've sent to give kids the world we have to collect it and you know go through the steps of Deposit and all that so once it goes into our account it goes right to give kids the world so twenty five hundred dollars so far and more coming what yeah I know.
0: i see the i see i see them coming in every day
1: right and then every time uh um we do a deposit of a bunch that's when we write the check to them so it's pretty much on a weekly basis they're getting a check from us
0: so please head out to our website take a look you can see the shirts we've had these shirts designed specially for this this is a new design this is not what we send out there's no other way to get these shirts. Uh, once we're done with the fundraising, these shirts will not be available again. These are not the shirts you get if we if you get an email or a voicemail played on the show. These are only for this promotion. It's the only way to get them is to donate this twenty five dollars to give kids the world. And uh, so please help us out. Help us reach that goal: ten thousand dollars. Tell people about it on the boards. Like I said, co-workers, families, friends, whoever you can, whoever can't whoever can run and hide, make them buy a shirt. So, And thanks very much to David Parfit for a, an incredible job on this interview. So I hope you enjoy listening to it. With that, we're going to move on to our next segment. Teresa Eccles is going to tell us as I, she wakes up. She's um, sat I'm
1: up here. in a chair like she was called on by the teacher.
4: I'm here.
0: Teresa Eccles is going to tell us about uh, her... Recent experience, Her daughter's recent experience over at the Masketeer Club at the Grand Floridian. Teresa had been asked by one of our listeners to uh, do a series of reviews on the kids' clubs. And uh, the first one she did a few weeks ago was uh, Camp Dolphin over at the Swan Dolphin, which Stella really enjoyed. And this is the second one in the series. And what did Stella think of the Masketeer Club?
4: Well, she loved it. We uh, called on a Monday, the Monday before Christmas, got a reservation for Tuesday night. Um, Basic took our credit card information, told me if we didn't show up, they'd charge us for two hours. It was eleven twenty-five an hour. It was a little bit higher than Camp Dolphin. We arrived at 4.40 um, p.m. She stayed till 8. Dinner was included. I believe she had pizza, a cookie, and fruit punch for dinner. Um, I was given a pink slip and told told that I could not pick her up without the pink slip with me. That was my ticket to get back into the. It Mouseketeer
0: like, Club. It was like dry cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, let me.
1: No, your child you know comes child's. around on the little metal thing.
4: <laughs> well, there she is. And um, let me see the, the pink slip. The Mouseketeer Club is at the back of the Grand Floridian, um, and they had a bank of windows with a perfect view of the Magic Kingdom and the castle for uh fireworks wow it's absolutely perfect view so we dropped her off we left waved goodbye she shoved me out the door and my daughter did not the people there <laughs> um there were two people in the room marianne who was an older woman my age give or take 10 years and then a, a a man randy well a man he was about 12 but he was a college student um they said she'd have a fine time 12 kids maximum. There were 10 registered that night. We went off um, while we were gone. I didn't hear from them. I assumed everything was fine, and it was. We got back. She did not want to leave. She wanted to stay. Um, She gave this four stars. This ranked higher than Camp Dolphin for her. And upon interrogating her about it, I found that it fit her better because of the toy selection. The toys were much better at the Musketeer Club and the kids activity. Really? Yes. Now, if I were a, had a boy, I think they would have enjoyed Camp Dolphin better because there were more TVs, more videos, more games. It was more high-tech. But there was only one TV at the Musketeer Club and one child at a time could play a game. But she really enjoyed it. She had a good time. Um, lots of crafts to do. The room, in my opinion, was a little small. It was not much bigger than the room we're in right now. What really? Yeah. It might have been just a tad bit longer, but it was not any wider. It was, you know.
3: That's a, kind of
0: small. And this room is about, you know, maybe 12 by 8, 12 well, by 10?
4: Now, now it's a little bit longer, maybe. But it, um, yeah, it was a little small for me. What it was of just toys one, and games did they play? They had... Um, baby alive. That's true. Yeah, this is she, probably
0: about three, about four hundred square feet in this room. She, yeah,
4: they had all kinds of dolls, dollhouses, blocks of any kind, um, and she made friends here at this one. She, there were other little girls, and they, you know, they had all kinds of good times. They made some crafts, and uh, like I said, it was it was more relaxed, and there was more to do for her at this one. But, you know, it's just her opinion. A boy, I think, would have been a lot happier.
1: I think it makes a difference. You said she made friends at this one. Mm-hmm. It's going to make a big difference to who else is in the club. Right oh, though?
4: yeah, definitely, definitely. The other one, there was more boys and older children. And this one, a couple of younger girls came in. And that's and just random. It's just luck of the draw. Right. Yeah, that's what that is. But, you know, if you're going to shop around to see where you want your child to be, you know, I think it, whether your child's a boy or a girl. I think that would lead me to choose one over the other.
1: Was she there for the fireworks?
4: No, we, let, we, came, we picked her up right before the fireworks, but we stayed and watched. I mean, it was just right there. Perfect, perfect. And they brought the food to them at Masketeer Club, where at Camp Dolphin, they took them out to eat. So. And
1: what would she think of the food?
4: She liked it. She good pizza. Cookie was good. Punch was chilled properly. It was the right temperature. <laughs> it was a good,
1: year for prun, a good year for punch and good legs.
4: <laughs> but she she's she really enjoyed it. She wants to go back. She, well, she wanted to go back to Camp Dolphin too. But this one really impressed her because of the toy selection. And I guess that's important when you're. And she actually thinking.
0: said to you, I'm give, "I give this one four she, stars." She
4: did. I said, "How do you how do you feel about this one? This one gets four stars." I said, "I didn't know you were rating." Camp Dolphin got three stars. Because there weren't enough dolls, so it's important when you're six.
0: It just—it's cracking me up that it's six years old she's giving like star ratings.
4: So she—I don't know sure. I think she wants to go the one at the Polly the next. Is that the the pirate one?
0: You're asking a uh, Neverland Club. Neverland Club, yeah, yeah.
4: I think that's her next choice.
2: I've actually been inside the Neverland Club. Really? I do.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: You were taken out in handcuffs, though. <laughs> I'm not st- going to say anything. We don't talk never. about that much. But anyway,
0: <laughs>
1: I got stuck in the slide. <laughs> they had to send smaller children down behind me to dislodge me. <laughs> Push. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now to have Julie felt
1: clog on two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, great. So the next one's going to be the Neverland Club. I believe so. Yes. Cool.
4: She's ready.
1: Of any of these, have you ever felt weird about dropping her off?
4: You know, when I walked into this one and a man opened the door and he had his little name tag on and I realized he worked there, just for a split second, Kelvin looked at me like, hmm. But I said, you know, men are caregivers just as well as women.
2: I used to teach kindergarten.
4: And, you know, I, you know, we walked in and I realized he was just a—he's a college student. And Stella had a good time. She interacted with both of the caregivers here, and uh, you know, and she was waiting at the door when I. They had like curtains over the glass. It was like a French door. When we come around the corner, I saw her and the other little girl peeking out the curtain, and I thought, Oh my God, she's so ready to go, you know. But and Kelly was like, Hurry up, get her, get her. She's ready to go home. And I opened up the door, and she was like, Put her hand out to push me back out because <laughs> she knew it was time for me to show up, and she was like. No, I'm not ready. You know, Go away. And she shut the door. But she didn't open the door. The other people came over and opened the door for her. But she was trying to get me to go back away so she could stay longer. So that Gosh. says something.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you very much. And thank you, Stella, for your uh, discerning reviews. <laughs> we look forward to hearing the next one. All right. Up next, uh, some of you may be familiar with, with uh, Disney's new What Are You Celebrating promotion. Uh, basically, uh, if you register your birthday with Disney um, and you visit uh, one of the Disney theme parks, either here in Orlando or out in California, on your birthday, you have your choice of either getting free admission to the park that day or other considerations. And uh, just so happens that it is Unplugged listener and a Dreams Unlimited travel client. Andrew DaCosta had the... Uh, uh, privilege of being the first person to uh, take advantage of this special promotion his birthday was new year's day and he joins us on the phone now so how are you doing today andrew
7: very well i wish i was back in florida it's raining like mad in seattle
0: well actually it's a kind of gray and rainy here right now too so um you know if that makes you feel any better
7: yeah, um, but it's
0: probably warmer than forty-two degrees. Yes, it is. <laughs> I can promise you it is. I think it's about seventy-five or seventy-six out right now. So,
1: and we're twenty minutes from Disney World. So, yeah, uh, r- r- rub, <laughs> it, rub space, it in his
0: face, John. Just rub it in his face. Now, Andrew, as I uh, mentioned to our listeners, you were you had the uh, distinction of being the first person to enter a Disney park on the new "What Will You Celebrate" uh, promotion that they're doing, and I'm, I'm assuming January first was your birthday.
7: Yes, sir. It was January first.
0: And uh, did you expect that they were going to make such a a big to do? I mean, you were in the, you were on the news. You were in the Orlando Sentinel.
7: No, no I was not. I was not expecting that big of a of a deal. I expected I expected a few pictures. You know, when I went up to customer service, services, and I, you know, saw a whole bunch of people waiting waiting there in the office. I said, okay, yeah, they'll 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 want to see me. They'll they'll take a couple pictures of the family, and that's probably about it. I was not expecting the video, the YouTube, the everything that went along with it.
0: Now, um, went, went, so you so you went up to get explain to us how it worked. You went up to guest services and you yeah. you, you, you registered online, obviously.
7: Right, right. Fortunately, um, my wife and I are both just board members, and uh, we knew enough to, to register online beforehand. We walked up to guest services, and I said, "I have this uh, form here. I'm." Oh, uh, today's my birthday. Here's my ID. I'd like to to change this voucher. And they there's like 20 people in a, in guest services, and they all were watching because I was the first one. And they ran me through it, and they asked what I wanted to do. I said, Well, since I have a multi-day pass already, I'll take the gift certificate. Uh, they offered the one of the options was a free pass, Fast Pass for all day, yeah. uh, but it's only good at one park would have been good at all four parks i would have probably taken the fast pass okay but uh and then they gave me my vouchers and they said well since you're the first date and they gave me two oversized tickets i don't know if you saw the pictures yeah i've got those big huge mickey mouse tickets those are mine and they said yeah use this uh for a couple pictures okay fine it took about 45 minutes or so of pictures and videos (laughs) they did with us they walked us up main street uh with with no one but cast members there, and took, took pictures in front of the castle. They had to be be careful because they were still having last year's uh, year of a million dreams logos up there still. So they had to take pictures, make sure they didn't see the last year promotions. Uh, okay. But, Did you Andrew? I have not, I'm sorry. I had not seen the the park that had deserted since I was a cast member back at Disneyland back in the late seventies.
1: Wow. Andrew, did you try to be the first one there? Was this something that no, was a goal? No, I news? was not.
7: I, the only reason we were there that early is we we had eight o'clock uh, ADRs at uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal, yeah, Crystal Palace. Wow, breakfast right yeah. with Winnie the Pooh.
0: So you just you kind of happened into this?
7: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I figured would be relatively early, uh, one of the first ones because we did have early reservations. But no, I did not expect to be the first one. I wasn't planning on it. I it just happened.
2: Andrew, how much was your gift certificate valued at?
7: Uh, it is valued at one day uh, pass, which is seventy five dollars.
2: And were you allowed to use that in any of the Disney stores?
7: Yes, uh, I ended up using some of it there uh, in the Magic some of it at Epcot, and some of it at Downtown Disney.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I was under the impression you had to use it all up in one shot. So that's pretty good that they were let you use it in different locations.
7: Yeah, yeah. It just they, they treated it just as a regular gift card.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, because we had heard uh, we had heard some conflicting reports earlier that uh, they were going to limit what you could buy with that seventy-five dollars. And
4: did you have to use it just that day?
7: No, um, they never told me that I had to use it just that day. So it was just like I a used- regular Disney gift oh. card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There there are some exclusions. They say I can't. Use, I couldn't use it for to buy another pass. I couldn't use it to, for something else. But there was very few uh, limits on it.
1: Good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. Now, who's responsible for that hat you had to wear?
7: Uh, that was that was uh, them uh to give me the hat too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, actually, they gave me two of them because the first one uh, it lights up. Well, the, the, the first one didn't light up for some reason, so they grabbed another the one and said, "Hey, this one works. Keep both of them."
2: Are you wearing and, it now? <laughs>
7: uh, no, uh, that hat's heavy. My head was was hot wearing that hat most of the day. <laughs> I will tell you, it was very cool having cast members come out of their way to come wish me a happy birthday. That's, oh, that's very cool.
0: That's, that is cool.
4: Does everybody get a hat, or just because you were the first one?
7: I think it was just because I was the first okay. one. Yeah. Now you also uh, got to be
0: grand marshal in the parade. Am I correct?
7: Right. Right. Because we were the first ones, they all, and they said, don't don't let, let people expect it, but because you are the first one, we made us grand marshals of the parade. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it's not
0: it's not everybody who celebrates their birthday is going to get right. to be grand marshal, but still that's a that's a that's a cool thing to get to do.
2: Now yeah, you do know. Uh, when, I'm sorry. You do know when you get on the podcast cruise, you're not going to get this treatment, right? Oh,
0: well, <laughs> I, Unless you're wearing the hat. You have uh, to wear well, the hat I'll, on the podcast cruise. I'll,
7: I'll bring the I'll bring the hat just to show, uh, Stacy and Tracy. Um, Tracy <laughs> is, is a good friend, and, and Disney Bride in 2003, uh, we, we met on another cruise, uh, another district. So I'll I'll bring the hat just to show them. Okay. <laughs>
2: They were very excited about you, Andrew, on our dizz boards when you when you when we found out you were the right one. They quickly came and posted and told us that you were a Dizzer, so we were kind of excited about that.
7: Yes, uh, I want to find out how they, how they knew I was a Dizzer so quickly. Uh, Stacy
1: recognized you right away from the pictures. I had found the uh, article and sent it out to uh, all the Dreams agents so that they could be caught up on the news. And Tracy said right away, that's Andrew. I've cruised with him. He's a good friend of mine and so that's how we sort of put two and two together
7: yeah yeah i'm i'm a pop on on the Discords and my wife is carol poo and we're on a, a lot so. wow
0: that's great that's great and i'm uh you know what a, what a great way to celebrate your birthday too i mean just you know celebrating your birthday at disney world's pretty cool but when you get this kind of treatment for it that's uh that's very special
7: yeah, it, it was a lot of fun it was it was definitely the high point of, of the trip, uh, and it'll be very, it'll be remembered for years to come. I, I still have friends who work at Disneyland, and one of them sent me an email. She got to work Monday morning, opened up her dispatches, and the first picture she saw was mine. She hasn't seen me for fifteen years. <laughs> wow! And she used my picture.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, that's great, Andrew. Thanks so much. I, I, know you're on your lunch break. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and. Uh, uh, happy birthday, belated happy birthday!
3: Thank
7: you, Mike. I look forward to uh, to the cruise and meeting these these voices I've been hearing.
0: Well, we look forward to meeting you as well. Thanks so much. Uh,
7: thank you. Take bye. care, now. Take care, Bye
0: mm-hmm. bye.
1: Uh, I like to refer to this promotion as the "What were they thinking?" <laughs> instead of "What will you celebrate?" <laughs> no,
0: I think it's uh, uh, I think it's a, 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 a cool thing that they're doing uh, with this. It's something different. It's something different. I mean, they you know the, you know I, it can't be easy coming up with these promotions year. It's a year promotion. Well, I mean, yeah, until they get to a big... uh, Well,
2: that's because they can't come up with another year of the happiest million thousand dreams of Walt (laughs) Disney's 102nd, 35th birthday, you know? (laughs) I want that on a t-shirt. Really? Sounds like a Randy (laughs) Newman promotion. I know, we're friends. I thought
5: it made sort of like sense because every time you talk to somebody, it's like, oh, we're coming to Disney to celebrate... Something. It does make sense. And so this is, it's like they're just going along with what everybody was coming to Disney for. I'm very happy,
1: I'm sorry. I'm very happy to hear about the, the, gift certificate he got, the gift card he got. That's good news. We had heard some horror stories about what those would be. Um, but we have heard the details of the fast pass you're going to get. So I think people should be aware if they choose that option. Kevin, why don't you tell
2: them what we've heard? From what I understand, for instance, in the Magic Kingdom, there are two. the attractions are broken into two lists. There's a Donald list and a Daisy list. And the Donald list has things like, uh, please don't hold me to the exact specifics of this, but it will be like... Sp- Splash Mountain, uh, the Peter Pan ride, and Winnie the Pooh. And then Daisy will be uh, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, and the Teacups. And your Fast Pass is for four attractions. You get to pick two from the first list and two from the second list. And that's good for all five people. It's good for up to five people. It's my understanding that all five people have to be there and have their tickets scanned so that they can use the Fast Passes as well.
1: And it's only good for one ride per attraction, and then once you use up your four for the day, you're done.
2: Right. So I think this is a great promotion. I think in typical Disney fashion, when they put the details of it out, you felt like you needed to be a road scholar to figure out what it Yeah, they, they was. love
0: to make these complex. Well, but, you know, at the same time, too, they're, they're in a catch-22 because... Of the you know the intense interest in every single thing they do, you know just take a look at our discussion boards. Um, they have to you know they have to try and think of every contingency.
2: Right. It's not like anybody would try and figure a way around this or anything.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you know it's 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 not easy on you know it can't be easy from a planning standpoint uh, for them to figure out how do you implement this, make it fair to everyone, make it something that people really want. And people are going to, you know, want to come in and experience without, you know, having people, like you said, you know, try and circumvent the system. Um, but uh, I'm really thrilled that it was a Dizzer who was uh, first through. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's that's twice now. Uh, uh, you know, it was a Dizzer who got picked the chief magical <laughs> officer uh, last year as part of a promotion. And
2: I don't know why Disney doesn't just come to us first. <laughs> we'll <laughs> tell you who to pick. Really?
0: I am not mistaken, too. A couple of the, uh, couple of the women on the Disney Moms panel, in both mm-hmm. sessions are uh, from both sessions. Yeah, mm-hmm. are are dizzers, and uh, I love that. <laughs> I just I, I just love that. But uh, that's great. Thank you so much, Andrew, for uh, taking time to talk to us. That was uh, it was really cool. All right, in our final segment today, Kevin Close has his review of the Cinderella Royal Table Breakfast Experience at. The Magic Kingdom, and
1: uh, you say it like that. It sounds like a Laser Floyd show or something. <laughs> Experience.
0: Um, and uh, Kevin actually uh, did this with uh, one of our podcast listeners. He was invited along with uh, one of our podcast listeners, and they recorded a uh, they recorded a segment uh, for the show. We're going to go ahead and play that, and then we're going to come back in, and Kevin will give his review. So here's Kevin and Kim.
2: I am here with Kim this morning. She is Chai on the boards. And she posted on our Diz Unplugged boards one day that she had an extra seat for breakfast. Uh, her traveling companion had backed out of her breakfast reservation and was looking for someone to go. And as you all know, I am thrilled with the idea of getting up and going out to breakfast. I have made that very clear. But I agreed to meet Kim, and we had breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table. First of all, thank you, Kim.
6: Oh, you're very welcome, Kevin. It was fun.
2: It was fun. I, we got to walk in the park. We met here at the castle, and we got to walk into the park, and we were the only people walking down Main Street, which was very cool. Now, I had dinner here once before, and I did it with uh, the Parfit family. They had won a restaurant review. Have you ever had dinner here before?
6: No, I haven't. Just breakfast.
2: Well, I have to tell you, this was an entirely different experience where I thought dinner was chaotic and loud and the food wasn't very good. I was very surprised by this. How many times have you been here before?
6: This is my third time for breakfast here at the castle. I, I, it's something It's fun. I like eating in the castle, but I hadn't heard great things about lunch and dinner, but I hadn't heard as many bad things about breakfast. So I said, let me try breakfast again, even though the package is different. I hadn't done the package before. I had done it before they did the shift, but I said, what the heck, I turned 50 this year. I'm celebrating with uh, just, I'm a cancer survivor, and just, I wanted to celebrate, so I did it.
2: Well, that's terrific, and I, was, I feel, really felt really lucky that I got to do this. Uh, the last time I was here, I didn't have very nice things to say about this. There was this manic little show, bad food, and this was a much more relaxed atmosphere. We actually had a lot of time to sit and chat.
6: Yes, we did. It was re- relaxed. Uh, the prince, all the princesses came by, and which is what I remember from previously. The prin- each princess would come around. Let's see, we had Belle, Aurora, Snow White, and just us and Jasmine came around, and we of course met Cinderella downstairs.
2: Jasmine had on a little too much eye makeup.
6: Well, the Middle Eastern thing. You just, uh, I think she looked. Good. I think they all looked great. I think they all looked very well in character.
2: I, they were. Uh, Jasmine asked me where I was from, and when I told her I was from Agrabah, she said, I don't know you.
6: <laughs> local local boy, yeah.
2: So tell me what you thought of your meal.
6: I thought it was very good. The uh, It was scrambled eggs, uh, the breakfast potatoes or whatever you want to call them bacon and sausage Uh, the bacon was done very well the potatoes were um, hot and they had this crispy crumbs top topping on it which was very good the scrambled eggs were are my test of a breakfast place and they were good they were hot they weren't runny they weren't too hard they were just right for me and I could eat them without ketchup or any anything other than a little bit of salt and the stuffed french toast was delicious with the cream cheese filling and it had like a blueberry topping on top
2: I would have to agree. And I guess the way I can tell you that I thought it was good was I asked, it's all you can eat. And I asked for more of those potatoes and a couple more sausage. The only thing I wasn't crazy about was they call it French toast. And it was really, in my opinion, more of a fritter kind of thing. It didn't taste like toast.
6: No, it didn't taste like toast, but it, whatever they call it, it was good.
2: <laughs> it was good. It's not something that I would order. I don't like things that are usually that sweet for breakfast. I like the savory taste in the morning, but it was good. This was a much, much different experience and a much nicer experience. We also got excellent seat right next to the window
6: yes yeah we were looking at i was looking out over fantasy land i could see dumbo i could see the carousel and it's just it was a perfect little table i i did know the tables but some of the tables by the windows were were two tops so i was hoping that maybe we we get a window taste seat but i mean i, I wasn't going to push it at cinderella and ask but can i have a window seat please <laughs> Well,
2: I think this is, uh, I would highly recommend that if you are looking to eat in the castle, and I understand that that's an experience that most people want when they come here, that breakfast would be my choice now. Uh, First of all, if they would serve breakfast at about 6 p.m., I would be happier. (laughs) But I would suggest that people come for breakfast. It's uh, more character interaction. And in my opinion, the food was better than the dinner food. So... I just, I can't say thank you enough. I thought this was absolutely terrific. Uh, Kim and I met for the first time this weekend here at Mouse Fest. We did uh, our Mouse Fest Toy Story Mania meet. So this was a really nice experience. I can't say thank you enough.
6: Oh, uh, Thank you, Kevin. I enjoyed meeting you, and it was fun having breakfast with you. It was just a fun time. This has been a very fun trip. It has been very, everything has fallen into place nicely. Whatever happened was good. I mean, there were a couple of things like, hmm, but it turned into something decent. So, and since this was a last minute reservation, I was just, I was happy to get it. I was very surprised at the, I was seeing concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I was very surprised when they emailed said, we got your reservation. And when I had the extra one, I said, oh, I'll just say it's just going to be for one. And then I said, wait a minute, this is a hard reservation to get. Let's see if somebody wants to join me. And then somebody said, have Kevin come. And I said, and then you agreed. And it was just, it was, it was great.
2: I don't know if I would have agreed to just go with anybody, but I have been torturing him since we announced the podcast cruise, and she's been a good sport about it, so I thought this was a good opportunity to get to know each other. We are sitting just outside Cinderella Castle uh, in a little nook next to Sir Mickey's, Uh, so if you hear background noise, there are other people walking by, and again, I just can't say thank you enough. This was a wonderful experience, and now you're going to be on the podcast.
6: Great. <laughs> well, I've been on the podcast before, but I haven't been with you, Kevin, or with anybody. So this has been fun. I've just, the whole weekend has been, all of Mouse Fest was fun. The But the things with the podcast, Toy Story Mania Meet was absolutely oh, fantastic. I don't know how you guys are going to top it.
2: I don't know how we're going to either, but I have a whole year to worry about that. So we've done enough. It's enough. It's over. Everybody survived. So again, thank you. And have a great rest of the day.
6: Thank you. You too, Kevin.
2: This was actually pretty funny. Um, I didn't even know I had been volunteered. However, one of our doozers, Kim, her name is Chai on the boards. She's one of our regulars, had posted that she had a reservation for two people and her traveling companion had backed out. And she was looking for someone to have breakfast with her during the... May um, Mouse Last Fest. One. Sorry, I lost. I couldn't think of that word uh, during Mouse Fest, and somebody else suggests, I think it might have been David Parfit. Why doesn't Kevin go? And so I said I would be happy to do that. So we worked out the details, and Kim and I met on the Monday after the Toy Story Mania meet, which I believe was December fifteenth, and we had a nine o'clock reservation for Cinderella's Royal Table. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting Kim. I had never been in the Magic Kingdom for breakfast. And I found it very, very easy. I walked up to the turnstile. There's a special little entrance that says if you have dining reservations. I put my ticket in and I walked through. Nobody even blinked. Really? No one asked me where my dining reservation was. And I got all—I was all nervous. Getting off the monorail, I thought, I don't know Kim's last name. I don't know the dining reservation number, and I'm going to look like a complete fool if they say to me, "Where are you going?" I'm going for breakfast with Kim. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. That's <laughs> Kim. I, 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 so I figured, you know, I'm going to have to jump through hoops to get through. Come to find out, no one even glanced my way as I strolled right down. I'm the shocked. Street, right down Main Street, and there was a, a couple of people around, but it was really kind of cool to be one of the only people walking down Main Did Street. Did you
5: take a picture?
2: You know, I didn't even bring a camera with me. It was something I didn't even consider. Uh, Kim and I met, and we checked in. We got to stand outside. Um, It was quite busy that morning, so there were a lot of people checking in. We watched the kids come out of the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, and we were taken inside, and Kim got to have her picture taken with Cinderella. I was offered to be part of the picture, but I thought she had planned this. I thought she should have her picture taken. And we were taken upstairs. Now, you've heard me mention, you've heard the review of Cinderella's Royal Table with the Parfit family, and we didn't think the food was all that good. This was an entirely different experience. I did not get the feeling that all they were really looking for was for my seat to be vacated so someone else could sit in it. It was a much calmer much more relaxing oh, that's good. Uh, experience. Our server was terrific. Uh, we were offered juice and coffee. Uh, we were the, the food started coming out fairly quickly. It was a selection of breakfast rolls and some fruit. And then they bring you out your platter and there is a they called it stuffed pancake. I would call it more of a blintz. It was like a rolled pancake with uh, a cream-cheesy kind of filling inside and some fruit compote on top. But there were some eggs and some breakfast potatoes and sausage and bacon. And this is served all you can eat. And all you have to do is mention to your server that you would like more. So I kind of went into this hungry thinking, if this is as good as dinner, I don't want any more. I'll just stop at McDonald's on the way home. I actually had more of the breakfast potatoes and another sausage. The food was quite good. Hmm. Now, the food is quite pricey. It's a, I, I apologize. I believe it's $26 a person. I don't have that information. Yeah, but you don't mind me.
0: that so much if the food is
2: good. I, the food was wonderful. All of the princesses, we saw Snow White. We saw Jasmine. We saw Aurora. There's one
4: more. Sleeping Beauty.
2: That's Aurora. Princess oh, okay. Aurora. Jasmine, Snow White. Well, Cinderella's up front. Cinderella's up front. There were four of them that came to our table. Area? Belle? Belle. Belle came to our table. Belle. Oh, Belle. Bell. Bell.
4: It's Belle. <laughs> Belle. Bell.
2: Uh, <laughs> that was no indication on how Belle approached the I table. I like your dress, Belle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Belle. <laughs> Belle was beautiful. Um, Sounds like my father. <laughs> <laughs> Belle was quite great.
1: Which one is that? <laughs> oh it's Bell. Is that Barbara Streisand?
0: <laughs> my father my father thought everybody was Barbara Streisand. Every time there was a female <laughs> singer on the radio is that Barbara Streisand <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just hijacked your
2: review there. So we actually it was quite it was quite charming and wonderful. They were I, I didn't get the feeling that the princesses were like, Yeah, take the picture. Come on, move along. It where I felt that in other places. This was we had a window seat. Which oh, we wow. didn't ask for So we were placed Right in the window We overlooked Fantasy Land And Fantasy Island fan- <laughs> It was Petsu It was Fantasy World Fantasy Ricardo Island Ricardo Montalban um, that, So uh, The Fairy Godmother They didn't do that Stupid show Did they? That frantic show Where you're yeah. not allowed To look at them Or take pictures Or smile or anything No <laughs> She came out Looking like Paula D She did. On a butter high
1: <laughs> Sweaty and puffing <laughs> out of
7: breath. <laughs> you start with one stick of butter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Tia>
0: butter
2: <laughs> the last time this was out, the, the, the dinner show was, it was a little. You
0: have to f- go back and listen to, uh, uh, I'll make, I make sure I, I, I put a link to the archives of Kevin's review of. It was a dinner you did. It was. Uh, at Cinderella's Royal Table. Well, it was, yeah, it was. Was it still called Cinderella's
2: Royal Table for dinner? Yes. Okay. And they do this frantic little show with Paula Dean and two mice. <laughs> 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 and you're told beforehand that you, can't, you can take pictures from where you're sitting, but don't get up and don't talk to them and don't ask for autographs. And like, All right, come down. <laughs> these are filler characters, <laughs> these aren't like the important ones. So this was much nicer. This was a very, very laid back. And I got the feeling that this was done in seatings because our, the restaurant filled up as we sat down and emptied out. And I imagine they were bringing the next group in, but there was no rush. I was offered more coffee. We could have, I think, stayed as long as we wanted. I don't oh. think they would have rushed us out. So I, I never got the feeling that, okay, you're done. we got to fill the seat. Move on. It was a nice, leisurely breakfast, and we enjoyed it. so,
0: in other words, it's well run.
2: yeah, a much better than dinner, the food quality. in I kind my of opinion. Wonder
0: how is it possible that it could be so different? Such a different experience between lunch and breakfast and dinner at the same restaurant?
2: And I don't understand why they don't do the princesses at dinner. I would think that that would be a much more popular thing. I know breakfast is very popular because of the princesses. it It didn't take any longer, and they they cycled through the room. I mean, and it wasn't like they clumped up. We've been at breakfast, or we went to a luncheon one time where it was like, princess, 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 and I'm like, back off, I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 this was well-spaced, and I also, you know, they sometimes they approach the table with their handler, who, like, lets them know that they have to move on. There was none of that. These... Young ladies were circling the dining room at a nice leisurely pace.
4: They knew what they were doing.
2: And you know something? You're sitting in Cinderella's castle or Cinderella Castle, so you're sitting in the sort of royal banquet hall. And the fact that the princesses were wandering around, in my opinion, this this is the, really one of the perfect settings for this. When they have the breakfast in Norway, Norway has um, Aker shoes. Has that castle feel when you're inside? Mm-hmm. It's very Nordic castle Viking kind of thing. That was also a perfect setting. And this was really nice, quite nice. I enjoyed Kim's company. We had a lovely breakfast. We sat and chatted. And then we parted company. Now, when we take someone out for a breakfast review, or for any dining review, because we're working, the dining review or the, the dinner or breakfast is on us, is on Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz. So we... I offered to pay for breakfast. However, when Kim made the reservation, she had had to prepay for this. So I've given her a shot at the Prizmatron as a way of saying thank you for letting me have breakfast with her. And she has chosen number 50.
0: Number 50 on the Prizmatron. I just want to let everybody know that the Prizmatron has been changed up a bit. There's a number of new prizes in here that were not in here before, including... A seven-day, six-night Magic Your Way package for four,
2: Ooh.
0: including dining.
2: Who do That's I get nice. a chance to win yeah. that? I did the review, wow. too.
0: And uh, a six-day, five-night Resort Magic package at Disneyland. Wow. Mm. There is also uh, tickets to see Cirque du Soleil.
3: Wow. 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 I I would
0: in the
2: Matron. I'm waiting until you put Paris in there, and then I'm going to do this under an assumed name. <laughs>
0: there are uh, backstage Magic Tours. Um, which are really... uh, Kevin had done that not too long... A few years ago, actually.
2: It's a really nice tour. And it's
0: a great tour. Um, And, of course, we have uh, some hotel stays in there, some gift certificates, and a number of things. And Kim picked number 50 on the prize matron. Let's see what she won. You have won... A $50 Disney gift certificate, good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay!
7: Yay. Yay.
1: Now, when you say these packages we're giving away, they include uh, dining. That's me showing up at their hotel with string cheese, right? Yes. (laughs)
0: Wearing string cheese. (laughs) they have to eat it off of you. That
1: would be a prize.
2: I would like to thank Kim for the opportunity to have breakfast with her. We had a really good time. It was a very nice thing to do. So thank you, Kim. Congratulations.
0: Great. And thank you for the review, Kevin. Thanks, everyone, for a great start to our, our new year, our first show of the new year. We hope you enjoyed listening. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Take care, everybody, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.